is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. Happy Friday. Hope this means you're feeling all right. Hope this means you have it completely and totally mailed it in at work yet but if you have hey no, no judgment no judgment here we'll try not to mail it in here for the next two hours because that's how long we've got today on the workday red zone and we appreciate you tuning in here with us on the ticket radio network we're all over your radio dial we're also online at 95.3 the tickets.com and of course you can take us with you on the go by downloading the tune in app and then searching for k-n-e-a if you would like to shout at us today, that is easy enough. 870-930-3776 is the number on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. And, of course, you can also shout at us on social. Facebook.com slash the ticket radio is one place to find us. Then I'm on Twitter. Got a poll question already up for you uh, from KavanaughCars.com right there. At Kara underscore Richie. You can also find it using the hashtag WDRZ. I am Kara Ritchie. I'm joined in studio by producer Ryan James. How's it going? It's Friday. I know. It's everybody's ready. Yeah. Everybody's ready. So you say this like you're going to have a weekend. Are you going to have a weekend or are you going to spend you, all day tomorrow board hopping for A-State football? It, well, and that's what I mean, how it's going to be a weekend. It's going to be, uh, you know, 1045 all the way to end the game. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a day of board hopping. But, you, right. know, you know, that's always – it's always fun. You, you know? got a Sunday free, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. Got, so at least weekend. some of the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good, Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's going to rain all weekend, but we'll right, get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that in a yeah, moment. Yeah. Uh, looking at what's in store this weekend uh, for Arkansas State Athletics, and just uh, looking around some sports news in general. Of course, a state football going to try and get back in the win column tomorrow. Is a host is Sunbelt West Division foe South Alabama at Centennial Bank Stadium. The Red Wolves have lost three straight to the Jaguars. That includes a 31-13 setback last season in Mobile. Kickoff is set for three. Your pregame coverage is going to start at one on 107.9 K-Fine and across the EAB. Red Wolf Sports Network. Uh, elsewhere, fresh off their bye week, Arkansas is going to conclude its three-game road swing against SEC West foe Auburn last time out. The Razorbacks took down BYU on the road 52-35 to behind an explosive offensive effort. Auburn also on a bye last week, however, the week before. Uh, they lost to Ole Miss. Saturday's game time set for 11 a.m. at Jordan-Hare Stadium. And excited for this tomorrow, a full day of high school volleyball championship action gets underway at 1045 tomorrow morning right here on the Ticket Radio Network. Regional teams that are going to be in action, Brooklyn taking on Shiloh Christian for the 4A title at 3. Valley View battles Benton for the 5A championship at 5. Fairly, fairly accustomed to NEA teams coming home with some hardware. I would uh, certainly expect that to be the case tomorrow. But again, uh, you can hear Brooklyn at 3, Valley View at 5, right here on the ticket. As far as the KavanaughCars.com question, we're throwing out the old, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because I uh, want to know your prediction for what's going to happen 
tomorrow for Arkansas State and South Alabama. So uh, the Red Wolves are the underdog in this one. And in fact, the Jaguars are favored by 10. And 10 exactly. I couldn't even I couldn't even fudge the number anywhere because there's no place that has it anywhere other than 10. So I want to know what you think is going to happen tomorrow. If you think A-State is going to be able to pull off the upset, if you're taking the Jaguars to win or the Jaguars to win and cover that uh, those 10 points. If you don't want to vote on the poll right away, no judgment. And I do want to give you a heads up that here in 10 minutes, we're going to talk with the South Alabama expert. That's Craig Stevenson of uh, AL.com. He's covered the Jaguars for, I don't know how many years. We might have to ask him that when he joins us. I will tell you that this is at least the fourth year he's going to be joining us to talk about him, uh, if not more than that. Uh, he has been our go-to South Alabama guy, I think, since the workday red zone started. So he's going to have all sorts of information about the Jaguars and, and how they've put together the season that they have so far. Uh, you flash back to, you know, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and South Alabama looked at the time like they were the best team in, in the league. The very first half of the season, their first six games, they go out and they go 5-1. and one. And their one was a loss at UCLA by one point. So they had an incredibly strong first half, and I'm looking forward to hearing from Craig as to why that was the case. Now, on the flip side, uh, they did lose their last timeout, which was a midweek contest in Mobile against Troy. And that was a 10-6 to final. So that screams defense all the way. I'd be curious to know what it was about Troy's defense that just absolutely, completely, and totally shut down South Alabama and uh, sent them that setback. But again, 10 minutes, and we'll throw that question in Craig Stevenson's direction. When we talk about this game and, and do a preview or whatever, it is obviously impossible to to really preview a game not knowing who is going to be on the field. I don't know what South Alabama's uh, injury issues might be, but I can tell you, and you all are aware of this also, that A-State has all kinds of them. Um, I, at this point in time, my mentality for the rest of the season, not just this game, but the game, you know, two weeks from now, after the bye week and, and the last three games of the season, this is going to be my personal mentality to hope for the best, but to prepare for the worst. And I mean that in terms of personnel and injury news for Arkansas State football, because I think at this point in time, we're all fairly aware that uh, that Butch Jones likes to play things a little close to the vest. In terms of who is a go and who is not. And there have been many guys this season that have missed games that, you know, we, we didn't know they weren't going to be active until the players were out there on the field. So, this is a recap of, of who was out last week by the end of that game. A-State was without starting quarterback James Blackman, backup quarterback A.J. Mayer, starting running back Brian Sneed, also starting running back and starting kick returner Johnny Lang Jr. Backup running back Marcel Murray. Starting right guard Jordan Rhodes. Starting cornerback Leon Jones. Starting cornerback Kenny Harris. Backup cornerback Sammy Johnson. And starting wide receiver Adam Jones. That's a list. The only player I can remember specifically, Butch Jones talking about earlier this week, was James Blackman. And that was good news. 
That was good news. He returned to practice Monday after being sidelined uh, Saturday against Louisiana. And he was in uniform Saturday. He just seemed... They, he was a game-time decision. Ultimately, he could not make it through through warm-ups. So that's why we saw him on the sideline that whole game in, in his jersey, but not able to be out there on the field. So he's back and, and should be good to go there. I'm going to mentally prepare that everybody else that I mentioned on that list is not going to play. Now, that's, that's me. This is, again, this is not necessarily factual. This is just me preparing... <laughs> mentally for myself to not see those guys so I won't get my hopes up that you know Johnny Lang Jr. is gonna run one back to the house on a kickoff return and then have him not even be able to be out there in that game period again because we do not know I am erring on the side of caution with uh, any preview and predictions and anything like that of course with all of these guys out Especially some of these speedier guys, what this also has is a little bit of a trickle-down effect on special teams as well. Where you've got guys that normally are out there on special teams but get pushed more into a role at a uh, running back or at uh, in the secondary. And then so you've got some other guys that have to step up and play some more reps on special teams. And then it just kind of, who knows? Who knows who all is going to be out there coming up on Saturday. Uh, but uh, that being said, well, we'll table that discussion for a little bit until after we learn more about this team from Craig Stevenson, who, again, is going to join us in about five minutes. But uh, I want to share some broadcast game day news with you guys that I could not be more excited about. Of course, uh, throughout the day on, on K-Fine tomorrow, we're going to start the broadcast at 1 o'clock with the Arkansas Ford Dealers Tailgate Show. Then after that, at 2 o'clock, it is going to be the Centennial Bank pregame show. Kickoff comes your way at 3 then there's, of course, the game. Following the game, there's going to be post-game with Matt Stoltz and Philip Butterfield. And JC is going to have the coaches interview and all of that. And then after that, I'm going to wrap up the broadcast on K-Fine tomorrow with Wolf House. But tomorrow, now I'm not going to be hosting alone. I'm going to be joined by Arkansas State all-time leader in career starts, Jacob Steele. I cannot, I, I cannot even describe how excited I am to have Jacob still with me on the Wolf House broadcast tomorrow night. I, I I think at this point in time, I do an okay job of describing, you know, what happened and how a game unfolded and, and, and things like that. But I'm so excited to hear from him tomorrow the why of, of what we see unfold on the field. Why was a play successful? Why was a play not successful? What happened on a drive uh, in particular that got his attention? What linemen stood out? These are questions. I can't answer a lot of these questions. I, I just can't. I don't have that football knowledge. I don't have that football IQ. But he absolutely does. And I'm excited. I'm going to be a smarter fan after tomorrow night. And I, I think you guys will be too. So again, I hope everybody sticks around with us tomorrow night on K-Fine for Wolf House. Following the game, myself and Jacob Steele on the program. Uh, cannot, cannot wait. Don't worry, we'll remind you a couple more times today before the show is over. But we've got to step aside because when we come back, we're going to be joined by South Alabama beat writer Craig Stevenson right after this on The Ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on The Ticket Radio Network. Nothing is scarier than driving your phone. Luckily, the accessories at Cell Phone Station are always buy one, get one free. 
free. But if you're one of the unfortunate souls with a cracked screen, they'll get it fixed for you fast. All iPhone screen repairs are done in 20 minutes or less. Stop by Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center near Fuji Steakhouse. Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes. With tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane at the corner of Caraway and Highland next to Tommy's Car Wash. Or call 870-934-1907. Rolling Oaks Corn Maze is now open in Jonesboro. Yeah, you don't have to drive an hour for family fun this fall. Rolling Oaks Corn Maze is a two-acre corn maze off County Road 730 near Sage Meadows. But there's so much more than that. Come enjoy all the fun on the farm at Rolling Oaks. Hay rides, fire pits, sunflowers, a pumpkin patch, along with a critter barn and hay bale maze, a toddler tent, kids' corn, and bounce houses for the kids. Plus, concessions are available, and all your family and friends can enjoy games like Frisbee, Cornhole, and Tug-of-War. And you never know when the next Bigfoot Carl sighting might be. Find out more at RollingOaksFarms.com. That's RollingOaksFarms.com, and search for Rolling Oaks Farms Corn Maze on Facebook. Rolling Oaks Farms Corn Maze, open Thursday 1 to 7, Friday 2 to 10, Saturday 10 to 10, and Sunday 1 to 6. Now through October the 30th, and they also book groups, parties, and field trips. The perfect place for family fun this fall is Rolling Oaks Farms Corn Maze near Sage Meadows at 685 County Road 730. Send your Morticia a dozen beautifully spooky Halloween roses this week from Posey Peddler. And we'll include a free large-sized spooky candle. And check out Posey Peddler's Bonehead series with bestseller specialty skulls filled with gorgeous bright blooms. Send a bonehead and we'll include a free spooky candle with that too. Prices have fallen on our pumpkin scents, candles, and doormats, so don't miss out. It's buy one get one free this week at Posey Peddler. And remember, all Halloween orders over $100 get a free spooky candle. Posey Peddler at 135 Southwest Drive in Jonesboro and online at PoseyPeddler.com. Another favorite old story. When my late father-in-law and I went to his cattle farm and he had a pond there which had catfish we fed every day. A man was there fishing and Glenn said, we don't allow fishing here because we feed this fish every day and we take care of this pond. That's why there's no fishing signs up. The man said, Glenn said I could fish here. And Glenn said, I'm Glenn saying it. I didn't tell you that. He looked at Glenn and said, let's don't ruin a good friendship over a little fishing pond. Glenn saying, and God bless our kids. Bump it up at First National Bank. Now offering two CD specials with competitive interest and a one-time bump during the original term of the CD with no penalty. That means if you sign up and the rate goes up, you can bump it up. A 16-month CD at 2.51% annual percentage yield or a 26-month CD at 3.01% APY. Visit fnbank.net slash specials to lock in your rate today. Offer valid as of 9-28-2022. Penalty for early withdrawal. $1,000 minimum opening balance to open. Rates subject to change. Member FDIC equal housing lender. Hey Jonesboro, say goodbye to slow internet and hello to Right Fiber by Ritter Communications. Now expanding to neighborhoods throughout Jonesboro. Our superior 100% fiber network offers gig speed so you can go faster online than ever before. And with no contracts, no hidden fees, and no installation fees, there's no reason not to switch to Right Fiber. Right now, get internet, TV, and home phone from one high-speed local source, Right Fiber. Call 833-71-RIGHT or visit rightfiber.com. If we continue to consume our natural resources at the rate we do now, by 2050, it could take three Earths to meet our needs. The Earth can't speak up when it needs help, but we can. Be the voice for those who have no voice. Visit worldwildlife.org. 
This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome you back to the Workday Red Zone. This hour brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. Kara and Ryan with you in studio, but it's time to hop on the Right Fiber Hotline and head south so we can continue getting ready for tomorrow's A-State tilt against South Alabama. Joining us now, Jaguars beat writer, beat writer uh, Craig Stevenson of AL.com. Craig, how's it going today? Oh, it's all right. How are you guys doing? <laughs> we're doing We're doing pretty good. We're making it. No complaints here. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Let's just dive right in. Uh, South Alabama is going to be rolling into Jonesboro with a 5-2 and two overall record. They're 2-1 and one in Sunbelt play. How would you sum up their season so far? Yeah, you know, it's funny. We, they've never finished with a winning record. Uh, they've never won more than six games in the season. Been to a couple of bowl games and lost. Um, so going into the year, you're like, well, that's kind of the goal, to have a winning record and maybe get to a bowl game and win it. Then you start looking at their schedule, and you think, well, you know, maybe this is a nine-win team if everything breaks right, and they have kind of played that way, uh, even though they lost to Troy, which was which is a very significant loss because it knocks them out of first place in the Sun Belt West. They obviously lost to UCLA by a point, but everybody else on their schedule, they have for the most part handled. They won at Louisiana for the first time in program history. Uh, they handled ULM here, even though it was a close game at the end. South Alabama led the entire way. They blew out Louisiana Tech and Central Michigan, and then, of course, Nichols, uh, an SCS program. So they did pretty well on the tour of Louisiana. Uh, they, have, they played four of them and beat all four. But, yeah, I think this is maybe a little bit more than was expected just in terms of some of the uh, score differential in those games. But mm-hmm. I think – it looked like in Ken Womack's second year, this was going to be a better team and a really a bowl contender, and that's what they are. Yeah, you mentioned year two for, for Kane Womack at the helm of that program. What, what if anything, felt different heading into this year versus year one? They are better at key positions. They were good on defense last year, and they kind of fortified that a little bit with a couple of Division One transfers, most notably James Miller, the inside linebacker, who played for Womack at Indiana. But mostly it's just guys on that side of the ball that have just continued to develop. Some younger guys who didn't play a ton who have gotten better. And then some guys that, who were starting who have kind of become really dependable guys. But offensively, they are better across the board except for maybe at receiver. And I know you guys know all about Jalen Tolbert. But even <laughs> with Tolbert gone, they're deeper there. Um, but the offensive line is the best line they've had in seven or eight years, and that's a combination of some D1 transfers. Probably the best one of their guys up front is James Jackson, transfer from Mississippi State. But they've got some younger guys who have been in the program two, three years that have started to play better. Uh, LaDamian Webb, who has been a lot of places, including Florida State and Troy, for like two weeks, uh, has really solidified that running back spot to give them kind of an explosive threat they haven't had in a while. And then Carter Bradley, who transferred in from Toledo, just has a really, really strong arm, uh, manages the offense well and all that, and he's a coach's son, so you get everything that you get with a with a, actually yeah. an NFL coach's son. You get everything you get with that. And the receiving core, like I mentioned, even though Jalen Tolbert's gone, Jalen Wayne, Colin Lacey, Devin Boyson, those guys have taken their game to the next level. So really, uh, you know, when it's working right, it's a really explosive offense. Yeah, you know, 
I was looking back at the, particularly the first half of the season when when the Jaguars went five and one and only had that one loss to UCLA by one point and it's kind of wondering you know what all what was clicking when they were able to win five out of those first six it sounds like they were just able to go out and put together a, a complete game in every phase yeah they were getting off to a really fast start excuse me I think Louisiana which they ended up winning on the last second field goal was the only game they didn't lead after the first quarter. They were they were jumping out on teams, especially Louisiana Tech and Central Michigan. They were up by two or three touchdowns in the first half. Uh, even UCLA, I think they were up uh, 20-10, to 21-10, something like that. And UCLA came back, and South Alabama had the worst fake field goal in the history of fake field goals <laughs> and uh, probably, probably cost them the game. I mean, came on, it came out and said afterward, look, they had to do over again. I'd have kept the offense on the field and gone for that, but he wasn't going to kick a field goal, which I don't blame him the way UCLA was moving the ball. But anyway, um, they, they have just gotten off to really good starts and been able to hold on at the end for the most part. Now, you flash back to last week again. They've got that one conference loss, and it was a midweek game uh, last time out against Troy, 10-6. Uh, to 6. So I'm going to go out on a limb and yeah. say this was a, a defensive battle, but what did what did you take away from that one? For sure. Troy controlled the game at the line of scrimmage. Their defensive front is excellent. Uh, they made South Alabama one-dimensional. South Alabama could not run the ball at all. So, And, and they weren't letting them hit, throw the ball deep. Uh, they were letting them hit five, six, ten-yard passes. And then the Troy defensive back would immediately make the tackle. I mean, they were made a lot of one-on-one uh, open field tackles. So just fundamentally a great game for Troy. And on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, South Alabama held Troy to 266 yards and 10 points. So you figure that that's a really good shot to win. Troy made just enough plays. They hit a couple of uh, – they went one for 12 on third down. The one conversion wow. was when they were trying to run out the clock at the end. And, you know, and they, they converted like a third and two, and that was basically the game. They had one touchdown drive, about 65 yards, where they converted a fourth and one with about a 15-yard pass. And, you know, it's one of those things where you look at it, hey, it's a 10 to 6 game. There's a few plays here and there that make the real difference. South Alabama had two long plays uh, that kind of went the other way. They had one that was called back by holding and then one that was uh, overturned by replay when the receiver juggled the ball getting to the ground and then another one where Bradley missed a wide-open receiver uh, down the field that probably would have been a touchdown if he catches it. So, again, you know, when you lose 10-6, to six, there's four or five plays that make the difference, and it seemed like they all went Troy's way. Craig Stevenson, South Alabama beat writer, is here with us on the Right Fiber Hotline. You've already referenced Jalen Tolbert, and there was obviously a, a great amount of rejoicing in Jonesboro when he moved on to the NFL. But uh, <laughs> have you recited his numbers against the Red Wolves? I wrote it in my story the other day. If you if you'd like to hear him again, uh, I mean, I have him memorized. Was, he went he went off for 490 yeah. yards and nine touchdowns in in three That's games. Right. Yeah, those are yeah. those are seared into memory. But thanks for bringing it up, Craig. Sure. Well, Jalen, you know, I, who had a pretty good rapport with, told me that he said, look, Arkansas State is the only one that puts single coverage on me, and I don't understand why they do it, but I love the fact that they do. And, you know, so there were some philosophical uh, breakdowns on that one, I think. But anyway, you were uh, you were finishing a question before I interrupted you. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've referenced some of the other playmakers that, that have stepped up in, in his in his absence, but all in all, just, I mean, is this, does this defense or excuse me, does this offense still kind of function the same way schematically or have they tweaked things with, with the new personnel that's in there? 
Not a, not particularly. Uh, you know, it's Major Applewhite is the offensive coordinator, who, mm-hmm. you know, speaking of a name that Red Wolves don't care for. Uh, he, he, you know, obviously everybody knows his backstory, but he was at Alabama before he came to South Alabama, and it's essentially the Alabama offense. They're going to try to spread it out. Not a ton of tempo. They'll go tempo occasionally uh, and, and just move the ball around to different guys, working mostly out of shotgun, some pistol, uh, very rarely get under center. But, yeah, they just try to spread it around. And, and again, I think everybody thought Jalen Wayne, who's a three-year starter and had been in Jalen Tolbert's shadow, was going to kind of emerge as the guy. And he's been really good. But the guy that has really surprised me is Colin Lacey, number mm-hmm. four, who's a local guy from Mobile. Uh, just he played running back in high school, just looked uncomfortable at receiver for his first two years, but he's become a real playmaker. He actually leads the team in catches and yards. He's a really dangerous return guy as well. He ran a punt back for a touchdown earlier this year and almost broke another one. So it's just, again, it's just guys getting better at what they do. You know, they, they've had uh, two springs and, and two falls in this mm-hmm. offense, and it, it's made a lot of difference. The defensive numbers, you know, kind of leaf off the page at you, particularly on on what uh, this defense does against the opponent's run game. But, I mean, what, what's the MO here? Do they like to create a lot of havoc? Has there been a lot of turnovers? Just how have, Or is it just fundamentally sound across the board? Yeah, early on in the year, it was kind of just fundamentally sound, keeping getting off the field, you know, getting off the field on third down. Uh, and they're still really good on third down, as I referenced against Troy. Uh, pretty good in the red zone, but they've created some more havoc plays recently. Um, I think they've got nine interceptions as a team, and their their t- uh, their interception, excuse me, their turnover ratio. I think is plus eight, which is mm-hmm. one of the better numbers in the country. Uh, and they they don't get they don't get a ton of sacks. They don't blitz a whole lot. They try to rush four quite a bit, and they'll bring a linebacker when they need to. But for the most part, it's just I know try to smother teams on first and second down, get them in third and long, and that's that's kind of what where they've succeeded this year. Just another couple minutes here with Craig Stevenson, who covers the Jaguars for AL.com. Um, with this team, you know, what if, what if anything have, have these Jaguars coaches said about A-State and what they might be concerned about on Saturday? Yeah, I, you know, I think our people have a lot of respect for James Blackman, just considering his past. Um, and, you know, the fact that I, and I think there's respect for Butch Jones, you know, yeah. Major Applewhite and uh, a couple other members of the staff were with him at Alabama, and they know what his track re- record is, especially at the G5 level. So they're not expecting to roll in there and blow anybody out, I don't think. And, you know, just going on the road in the conference is tough. They went into Louisiana back when the Cajuns were really struggling, even though they looked horrible last night. But, yes. I mean, when they were really struggling, and it, it took everything they had to win. So I don't think anybody's counting on anything, but um, – you know, I do think they think they're a better team than Arkansas State. What do you think is going to decide the outcome on Saturday? Uh, again, I think South Alabama getting off to a big, uh, a, a fast start, mm-hmm. and you know, big plays on offense. Uh, you know, they, their running game has been kind of limited in the last couple of weeks. Ladainian Webb's been hurt. Braylon McReynolds, who's his backup, has been hurt. They had a third guy quit the team, so they were down to really options four and five for a while. Although Webb did come back against Troy, didn't look great. But, uh, you know, if they can if they can keep offensive balance, I think that really plays into South Alabama stand. Hey, I want to switch gears before while we while we have you on, on the phone and, and throw a question your yep. way that we, we debated yesterday. But who's who's the best team in the Sun Belt this year? Man, that's a good question. 
I, you know, I think Troy is great on defense, but their quarterback play worries me. You know, and it it, it seems like it changes every week. Yeah. Southern Miss has gotten a lot better. Um, you know, but I think they just kind of that game last night against Louisiana is the best game they've played in four or five years. So I don't know if that's sustainable. They're on the east side. You know, old it looked like app for a while, like Old Dominion for a while. You know, Georgia Southern has had a few moments. Uh, you know, James Madison. Because they're not eligible for the title, I haven't really paid a ton of attention to them. Just, I mean, I've followed their scores, but I haven't really watched them that close. Mm-hmm. Coastal, I think, is is not as good as they were. Uh, even though they still have Grayson McCall, they still have some really good front-line talent. So th- I'm beating around the bush to say <laughs> uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Apple wins it. I mean, they're not playing great, but they still are, are mathematically eligible, and they may win out. So... I'm going to stick with what I said in the preseason and think I think it's app, even though they got very lucky to beat Troy and they beat a Texas A&M team that's been completely rudderless. But I was uh, impressed the other couple times I've seen. Well, who was it they beat on TV a couple of weeks? Georgia, no, Georgia State, just, yeah. It was it was close at halftime and then went off. That's right. So anyway, I could be wrong. I probably am wrong. But I, I'm not ready to anoint anybody in the West just yet. That's fair. I, I think I made the case for about six different teams yesterday and, and never actually picked a specific one. So <laughs> it, it, It's funny, last night, uh, I don't know if you watched the Southern Miss-Louisiana game, which the result surprised me, but yeah. uh, Southern Miss intercepted a pass with about a minute and a half left and ran it back for a touchdown, and the ESPN guy's going, well, this one's over. I'm like, dude, have you ever seen this one? Don't yeah. This thing's not over. Yeah, fully expecting somebody to to run one back and then have an onside kick and who knows what else. There was all kinds of crazy stuff that happened at that game last night. I watched every minute of it because it was highly entertaining because you never knew when it was going to get weird, and it got weird several times, so it was good stuff. Craig, uh, where can our listeners uh, find you online and and find out more about the Jags? AL.com slash USA is where you will find my written content. I am on Twitter at... Craig Stevenson, that is C-R-E-G-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-O-N. Craig, thank you for the time today. All right, Kara, take care. Hey, you too. Of course, we did have to throw those Jalen Tolbert numbers in our face, but I guess we'll forgive him. Really appreciate Craig uh, joining us and and giving us more information about the Jaguars. And uh, again, you can find him online, Craig Stevenson, Craig with an E, Stevenson with a P-H. And at al.com slash USA. We'll go ahead and, and step aside, uh, take a quick break here in this hour, brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. But we'll come back and, and dive more into some of the things that he talked about and, and more about this Jaguars team right after this here on The Ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on The Ticket Radio Network. Farmers, Pico Foods wants you to know how much they appreciate your business and that they're ready to buy your stored corn and milo. Pico Foods is the eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business. And they are now buying stored corn and milo pico foods believes in supporting local producers and they purchase year-round at always competitive prices so call today in arkansas and missouri call david durham or james chester 870-202-7101 in alabama and mississippi contact craig bird or john taylor hickman 601-670-9383 now open every day through the 31st scared city haunted house <laughs> featuring the scary main house and the slaughter shed plus several other haunting attractions and there's something for all ages this year at scared city haunted house open every night through the 31st 
Find them on Facebook and two miles south of Valley View on Highway 49. Good Good luck. Are you ready to get scared? Ah, fall. Cooler temperatures, falling leaves, a crisp breeze, fall storms, broken limbs, downed trees. Yard work doesn't have to be scary this year with J&K Lawn and Tree Service. Jason and his crew take the fear out of tree trimming, limb cleanup, and yard fertilization. Give them a call today at 897-1329 to find all the ways they can save your yard from the horrors of falls gone by. That's J&K Lawn and Tree Service, 897-1329. At Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas, we know that great vision matters, both on the field and in the stands. The glasses shop at Vision Care Center features expert stylists and a broad selection of styles and frames. Plus, Vision Care Center offers diagnosis, treatment, and care for an assortment of eye conditions. Your road to excellent vision starts at Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas. Call 870-932-2211 to schedule an appointment today at any of our Jonesboro, Paragould, or Pocahontas locations. David Martin Office Interiors is a proud supporter of Arkansas State and Northeast Arkansas. If your office or home is in need of furniture with excellent functions in every aspect, go to David Martin Office Interiors. Get office concepts for any type of business. Desks, seating, cubicles, design layouts, space planning, and more. Whether you're a startup or an established company, David Martin Office Interiors has everything you need to help you cross that finish line. Online at dmi-office.com and next to Jonesboro Gymnastics Academy. David Martin Office Interiors, trusted since 1975. Good afternoon, I'm Kate Morgan. It's time to take a look at your EAB Noon Farm Market Report. December corn unchanged at 682 and a quarter. March also unchanged at 687 and three quarters. November soybeans at 1388, up five and three quarters. January up five and a quarter at 1398 and three quarters. December wheat at 832 and a half, down six. March down six and a quarter at 851 and three quarters. December cotton at 7211, down 300. March down 289 at 7192. November rice at 1609, up eight. January up 12 at 1646. In the livestock complex, October live cattle at 15665, down 75. December down 38 at 15305. November feeder cattle at 17855, up 43. January up 43 as well at 18888. And December lean hogs at 8575, up 63. February up 68 at 8883. That's your new farm market report from your EAB Ag Network. Have a great day. BASF knows your field holds big potential. So when you want to invest in the future, we're ready to be the partner that can help get you further. We put new tools and technologies in your hands so you can grow more, protect more, and command more. And with the BASF financing program, it's easier than ever to expand your operation with better terms and less requirements for investing. Learn more at BASF-Grower-Finance.com. Helping you do the biggest job on earth. Always read and follow label directions biological product designed to help rice maximize yield potential? You're not dreaming. BioRice is a diverse consortium of anaerobic bacteria that frees up flood-bound nutrients, increases tillering, and sets the playing field for next season's crop. It's all possible with Concept Agritech Technologies, Biotech, and Penatech, your solution to delivering the microbes your crop needs. Find out more at conceptagritech.com. That's conceptagritech.com. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome you back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you this noon hour brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. Thank you again to Craig Stevenson who joined us in the previous segment to talk 
Jaguars talk about the success they've had this year with a five and two season. Again, uh, new. He said uh, coming into the year, knew that there were some places where the talent was upgraded, but it was also partially just because some players kind of grew into their roles, and now they're off to a really, really good start. Five and two. Their two losses by a whopping four points combined. Kind of salty. Uh, our phone lines are open at 9303776. If you want to weigh in on the CavanaughCars.com question, what's going to happen tomorrow? Is A-State going to win? Is South Al going to win? Or are they going to win and cover the 10 points? And uh, I, I am curious, you know, what, if any, impact the weather is going to have tomorrow on this game. Uh, again, if you haven't yet, I would highly recommend going out and getting a rain poncho because it's... Well, it's either going to be slightly unpleasant or just downright bad uh, in terms of just uh, the weather. Uh, reading here from the forecast from the Region 8 Storm Team, showers early in the day tomorrow, becoming a steady rain later in the day. Chance of rain, 90%. Rainfall near a half an inch. Locally heavy rainfall possible. Evening, rain likely. Chance of rain, 100%. So... You know, 90% during the day, 100% in the evening once the sun sets. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say it is absolutely definitely going to go, going to rain tomorrow. Uh, so as far as how that will impact the game, I think that's a great question. I was trying to remember the last game A-State played in, in a driving rain. I... Look, I, I forget, and I sit inside, so I don't notice necessarily the, the weather conditions as much as I probably should. I know we haven't seen A-State have to perform in those conditions this year, but neither has South Alabama either. So I'm not sure uh, exactly how this could impact, if it impacts at all, because there's zero doubt in my mind that these coaches on, on both sides of this thing have been practicing with wet footballs all week long just to be able to get players uh, accustomed to whatever the elements are going to be like tomorrow. Now, I do want to mention that uh, have not seen anything released in terms of uh, a change of plans for the, the festivities going on tomorrow. Because, again, it is Halloween coming up tomorrow. And so there's a lot of special promotions that are going to be going on. We're going to have costume contest, another Halloween Events going on at Tailgate City. Uh, there's going to be, uh, to the best of my knowledge, still going to have the Hayride going on uh, beginning at, at 1 o'clock. So it, uh, it, it should still be all go there. Again, trick-or-treating or trunk or treating begins tomorrow at noon. Red Wolf Walk at 12.45. The gates open. Hayride begins at 1 and uh, kickoff is actually slated for 3.05. Since it is, of course, a nationally televised game. They tweak those kickoff times just a teeny tiny bit. But we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. It's also Ag Day tomorrow. There are still uh, ticket promotions, tailgate promotions going on. And you can find the Know Before You Go information at astateredwolves.com. With this game, again, it's it's... It's hard to talk about anything heading into tomorrow aside from who is actually going to be out on the field for Arkansas State football. I, I know there are other things that are going to determine the outcome, certainly. But that is the one that I keep going back to because how could you not? 
it was it was so hugely impactful last week, obviously. And again, you flash back to, to Tuesday in his press conference. Butch Jones did mention that starting quarterback James Blackman had returned to practice, but did not get an update on backup quarterback A.J. Mayer, who, of course, uh, left that game midway late in the third quarter against Louisiana. So you've got, of course, uh, the redshirt conversation that continues to come up with freshman Jackson Daly. You, you really, really need to keep him out of this game if, if you want to continue to redshirt him. There are four games left. He has already played in two. And Jones has said, hey, that we're not necessarily trying to hold on to that redshirt. And he said that with several players. If they can help the team, they're going to be out there. But I would, again, uh, continue to expect to see a lot of freshmen on the field. Uh, not really A-State news. But kind of, but mainly not really. <laughs> but uh, this news coming out that could be interesting in terms of the coaching carousel that we'll see this offseason. But Pete Thamel is reporting that Hugh Freeze and Liberty have agreed to a new contract through the 2030 season. It is an eight-year deal. And in addition to that, it is valued at... Just under $5 million per year. Fully guaranteed. So fully guaranteed means uh, $40 million is a buyout in year one. So that is uh, interesting. Interesting there in terms of, of college football news. It should be an absolutely wild, wild <laughs> college football carousel season. Probably more drama with the offseason than we've seen with the regular season, but we shall see. I tell you what, uh, let's go ahead and, and step aside here. Take our last break of this hour brought to you by David Martin, Office Interiors. We'll be back to talk more about the goings-on at A-State right after this here on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were one of the heavy favorites to come out of the NFC this season. The team has the best quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. Tampa's defense has been elite in recent years, but things haven't gone according to plan. After last night's loss to the Ravens, Tampa's now 3-5. and five. Some of the Bucs' issues have been unpreventable. The offensive line, plagued by injuries, and had one of their better offensive linemen retire before the season started. The once-loaded receiver room has struggled to stay on the field. That's made the start of the regular season a nightmare in Tampa. But if you look around the NFC and take a look at the Bucks division, Tampa's not out of the playoff picture just yet. The NFC itself is winnable. NFC South looks like the worst division in football. So although a 3-5 and five start is far from ideal, it's still hard to rule out the Buccaneers with number 12 still under center. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. From the four corners of the globe, the world's greatest set their sights on one goal. The Breeders' Cup World Championships coming to iconic Keeneland this November 4th and 5th. Over two days and 14 championship races, the pinnacle of international thoroughbred racing will put the most jaw-dropping, heart-pounding spectacle before your very eyes. Coverage begins Friday on USA, continues Saturday on USA and NBC. Visit breederscup.com slash 2022 to learn more. 
This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal information like your name and address from 10 popular people's search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy. Nothing is scarier than driving your phone. Luckily, the accessories at Cell Phone Station are always buy one, get one free. Free! But if you're one of the unfortunate souls with a cracked screen, they'll get it fixed for you fast. All iPhone screen repairs are done in 20 minutes or less. Stop by Cell Phone Station in the Highlands Shopping Center near Fuji Steakhouse. Attention members and guests, the most unique restaurant entertainment place has finally opened at Hilltop. I repeat, finally. And what makes it so unique? The menu. Smoked salmon salad, sandwiches like the Dan's Delight Monte Cristo, the Social Smash Burger, and the Jalapeno Popper Grilled Cheese. Appetizers like the Duck calls the bacon clothesline and pig skins or the social platter a sausage plate with a twist homemade pimento cheese tacos quesadillas and cheap pan nachos or really get down with the house smoke double bone pork chop or the juicy social ribeye are you hungry yet and when you're done go in the back and bowl on one of the automatic scorekeeper regulation lanes or experience hyper bowling an experience you'll not find anywhere else in the natural state come on and get social at the social at Hilltop in Jonesboro. That's 1004 Chancery Lane, and you can call them up today, 870-336-1134. Farmers and Merchants Bank announces the lobby of our new branch in Jonesboro is now open. The drive through is an MVP center with live video tellers 7 to 7 weekdays and 9 till noon on Saturdays. So in addition to our beautiful bank on Highland, you can also visit our new branch at the corner of Southwest Drive and Parker. More MVPs, more ATMs, more me banking at Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC. Save big at Central Nissan in Jonesboro, where it's Christmas in October all month long. The Central Nissan lots are loaded with new and pre-owned vehicles with more inventory arriving weekly. Receive a $500 gift card with every vehicle purchase, new and pre-owned. Get the best deal on your next vehicle and award-winning customer service after your purchase. Central Nissan is Central Satisfaction at the corner of Parker and Stadium in Jonesboro and online at centralnissan.net. It's Christmas in October all month long at Central Nissan. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you for this last segment in the uh, noon hour. Brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. Of course, whether you need uh, just a new chair or a new desk or whether you need a complete and total office redesign. David Martin Office Interiors is who you need to reach out to. It's dmi-office.com. dmi-office.com. Our phone lines are open at 930-3776 asking you what's going to happen Saturday for Arkansas State against South Alabama. Red Wolves going to win in an upset, or are you taking the Jags to win or win and cover? And uh, we've also got our five for Friday picks for you, by the way, 9303776. Been a busy day. I don't even know if I mentioned that yet or not. And uh, hopefully these will go better than than last week where uh, somebody, who of course would be me, 
put two questions in the picks that ended up not even hardly being applicable. One was about James Blackman's completion percentage, who, of course, uh, he did not throw a pass. And uh, the other one was about who Arkansas State's top running back would be. And neither Brian Sneed nor Johnny Lang Jr. recorded a carry. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope just in general these picks are better from a, from a question perspective, not even for, for an answer perspective. I can't knock you guys when the questions were so bad. Uh, but we do have those ready for you. Uh, again, at 9303776. To start the 1 o'clock hour, we are going to hear uh, just a couple of comments from Arkansas State Offensive Line Coach Andy Kwan. And then also uh, we'll have our five questions that we think will determine the outcome coming up uh, tomorrow. Of course, uh, Andy Kwan, you'll hear a full interview with him tomorrow on the Arkansas 4 Dealers Tailgate Show. You'll also hear some audio from A-State tight end Sadu Triore. Hopefully he'll have a big game uh, tomorrow. Um, coming up against against South Dow. Do you want to look around at everything else going on right now at Arkansas State? And uh, big, big win yesterday for A-State soccer is they topped South Alabama one to nothing to stay in the hunt for a Sun Belt title. Now, unfortunately, A-State needed some help from Georgia State. They needed uh, Georgia State and Georgia Southern were playing. They needed Georgia Southern to either lose or have a draw in that game. And unfortunately... Georgia State couldn't couldn't do A-State a solid and, and knock off the Eagles. So uh, A-State falls just a little bit short of their third straight Sunbelt Conference title. But uh, they are in uh, – they're coming into that Sunbelt tournament with, with what I feel like is, is a head full of steam. They've had some players play really, really well lately. And they will end up being the three seed in the Sunbelt tournament. And uh, the tournament starts on Monday. But Arkansas State will have a first-round bye. They will not play until – coming up on Wednesday. So just looking quickly at that bracket before we switch gears. Everybody talk amongst yourselves as, as a sift through my email here. Uh, looking at, uh, again, uh, trying to find that bracket here for soccer. And Arkansas State is, uh, again, going to get their tournament run underway in the quarterfinals due to their first round bye. And their first game will be Wednesday, November the 2nd against Old Dominion, who, of course, is a team they beat just a week ago or so, went on the road and beat ODU. So they'll see them again coming up real soon. So we'll have more on that tournament next week. Hopefully, knock on wood, we'll have a chance to catch up with A-State soccer coach Brian Dooley ahead of that so we can get kind of the lay of the land and, and what's going on there in the Sun Belt and what's going on with his team as well. That game on Wednesday is going to be at 11 a.m., Meanwhile, this Wednesday for our A-State update brought to you by Calmer Solutions, we caught up with cross-country coach Jesse Duvall as the Red Wolves were getting set to run in those cross-country championships on Saturday. Well, not only is it going to rain here on Saturday, it's going to rain in Alabama too. So they actually moved those championships to today. So today is when you need to be keeping tabs on A-State cross-country. The women's 5K is going to begin at 4.02. The men's 8K is going to be at 5. So ESPN Plus is where uh, that is going to be taking place if you want to watch it. The women's field is 13 teams. The men's field is 9. And, of course, A-State is the reigning champion in, in, both, in both competitions. They're going to be at a new venue this year. And it is, uh, it's going to be a fun one. But again, that coming up this afternoon. Looking ahead to next week, one, 
It's bye week for A-State football. And I cannot wrap my head around how ready this team has to be for a bye week. I'm ready for a bye week. I don't do anything. Like, I'm, I'm mentally fatigued. And my job, this is an easy job. This, I have nothing to whine about. So, again, I cannot even imagine how these coaches and these players are feeling right now after having to go, not just not just for playing nine straight weeks of football. I mean, you think about it, you know, the, the preseason begins a month before the season, fall camp. These guys have not had a break since July 25th. That's it. That's it. That's the last time they have not spent every single one of their waking minutes devoted to football. So football, thankfully, thank goodness, on a bye next week. But that means it'll be time to start diving into some hoops talk. As the A-State men's team will be playing its exhibition on Wednesday. And all of a sudden, it'll be time to turn our attention to that. Very excited for that. Because I have not had a chance to, to go and see all of these newcomers in person. So just to see how they how they gel. Put names to faces. See who's going to be where. Seeing who's going to be leading that team. In addition to, of course, Caleb Field. That's next Wednesday. So busy times ahead for Arkansas State Athletics, I think it is is safe to say. Again, uh, tomorrow, all football. 3 o'clock is that kickoff. And do want to mention that I hope that everybody sticks around following the game on 107.9 K-Fine. Because, again, you'll have... You'll have the game on K-Fine and the K-Fine app. And then, of course, you'll have some post-game coverage that'll be great with Stoltz and Philip Butterfield and, and JC. And they'll have a coach interview with Butch Jones and all that. But then after that, we're going to be joined on Wolf House by Jacob Steele, who, of course, uh, is, uh, I guess now he's just A-State super fan, Jacob Steele. Uh, but he was there, the all-time Arkansas State career leader in, in games started. I was just the anchor of that offensive line for so, so, so long. Of course, he was on the Second and None podcast on Tuesday. I went back and listened to all of that yesterday. And, spoiler alert, Jacob Stills got some stories. Not that that should necessarily surprise you. But that's going to be my biggest struggle coming up tomorrow on Wolf House is just to resist the urge to just have an hour straight of Jacob Stills story time as opposed to recapping what happened on the field against South Alabama, but uh, but we'll probably do a lot more of the latter as we, uh, I, again, I'm so glad he's going to join us because I, I feel like I can do an okay job of telling you what happens on the field. He's going to be able to tell us why it happened. Why was it successful? Why was it not successful? How it unfolded? What was the team trying to do in this situation? And uh, I cannot wait to get his feedback on that. I feel like I, I already feel like I'm going to walk away from that conversation tomorrow night as a smarter football fan. So I'm really, really stoked. As it should be a great day of coverage for Arkansas State football. Hopefully it's a great day of actual football too. Just going to be a rainy one. Uh, we'll continue to talk about the game with you coming up next. We'll have some audio again from offensive line coach Andy Kwan. But uh, that wraps up this hour brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. Hope you keep it right here with us on the Ticket Radio Network.
This is Willow's Wall with your Friday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update. Brought to you by Plants and Tire Service. The five state volleyball championships are set for tomorrow in Hot Springs. Two Craighead County teams will be there. Brooklyn, after taking down Westside in the semifinals at Bearcat Arena yesterday, will take on Shiloh Christian for the 4A title at 3 o'clock tomorrow at Bank Ozeke Arena. Followed by Valley View's bid for an eighth straight state title and 17 in the last 20 years when they play Benton for the 5A crown at 5 o'clock. Our coverage begins at around 1040 tomorrow morning here on the Ticket Radio Network. Darby Stott's goal. In the second half, gave the Red Wolves all they needed in a 1-0 home soccer win over South Alabama in the regular season finale yesterday in Jonesboro. Their bid for an overall Sunbelt championship was dashed by Georgia Southern, who scored with less than five minutes left in their match at Georgia State in a 1-0 win. The Red Wolves will take on Old Dominion in the Sunbelt Tournament quarterfinals at 11 o'clock Wednesday in Foley, Alabama. Bringing you the best deal on tires since 1963, that's Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Hey, St. Louis Cardinal fans, we want you and your business at United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. If you have property to sell, call me, Angie Gallagher, at 870-219-5159 to get your property sold. Cardinals fans are some of my favorite customers. The real estate market is hot and inventory is low from everything selling so fast. Whether you have a home in Jonesboro or Paragould, a farm or ranch, waterfront property, or a country home with acreage in northeast Arkansas, we can sell it. United Country Scenic Rivers Realty and the Cardinals, now that's a winning combination. Central Ford in Truman is Central Satisfaction. What is Central Satisfaction? Making sure you get the best deal on your next vehicle and award-winning customer service after you buy. Central Ford has brand new 2023 vehicles arriving now, but why wait? Come in and order your brand new 2023 right now. Central Ford also has a great selection of pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Central Ford is Central Satisfaction. Just off I-555 at exit 29 in Truman and online at centralfordtruman.com. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter for Super Tents. And for the last 18 years, I've been telling you that the best tent shop in the Mid-South is Super Tents in Jonesboro. And 18 years later, that statement still rings true. Super Tents is the best. So if your vehicle needs tent, take it to Super Tents. A Super Tents tent job gives you the privacy that you need. It insulates your vehicle, keeping it warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. And let's be real, every vehicle looks better with tent. And this month, Super Tents is giving $5 Shadrax gift cards away with every new window tent install. And at the end of the month one lucky super tense customer wins free coffee for a month from the shad racks on nettleton so if your vehicle needs tent take it to super tense they've been voted best of the best arkansas's number one tent shop for quality and service occasions magazines reader's choice award for window tent and so many more call for a free quote 870-933-TENT that's 870-933-TINT check them out at 3212 east nettleton in jonesboro log on to supertents.net or find them on facebook when you search super tense jonesboro Sarah Huckabee Sanders. When I'm governor, we will educate kids, not indoctrinate them with the left's agenda. We will empower parents, not bureaucrats. And we will prepare students for the workforce, not government dependency. I believe every kid growing up in this state should have access to a quality education, a good job, and a better life right here in Arkansas. Sarah Huckabee Sanders will fight back against Biden and the radical left's agenda. Inflation is a pay cut for every Arkansan, and Biden's policies are only making it worse. As governor, I'll begin phasing out the state income tax to give you a pay raise and unleash bold reforms to make Arkansas one of the best places to start and grow a business, creating thousands of new high-paying jobs. Fighting back against the radical left, empowering Arkansans. Sarah Huckabee Sanders for governor. 
Paid for by Sarah for Governor. This is KNEA K237FI 953 and K245CW 969 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It's Kara Ritchie and Ryan James with you for another hour today. Close out the week. Strong, I think. I hope. Surely, right? Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today on the Workday Red Zone. We've still got a lot uh, to get into this hour. Coming up in a little bit, of course, we'll look around the Sun Belt. Uh, just a goofy one. Last night between Southern Miss and Louisiana with uh, with the Eagles coming out on top uh, by, by a pretty good margin. But a lot of twists and turns in that one along the way and we'll get into that as well as what else is coming up in the Sun Belt this weekend we'll look around the top 25 and then uh, check in on the pros as well Grizzlies with a win last night at Sacramento also hey the World Series starts up tonight so uh, a lot of different storylines going on across the country in terms of what should be an absolutely action-packed sporting weekend but before we get into some of those stories I uh, want to continue to talk A-State with you for just a couple more minutes. Uh, earlier this week, we caught up with offensive line coach Andy Kwan. And this is a couple of clips from an interview you'll be able to hear tomorrow in full during the Arkansas Ford Dealers tailgate show. But wanted to share just a couple of comments from Coach Kwan. One of the things that uh, asked him about, of course, was was last week and that uh, that timeout against Louisiana and how the Red Wolves fared, and not necessarily so much his takeaways from that game, but what this A State team has done this week to to move on and put their best face forward against South Alabama. Yeah, we always talk about closing the chapter from last week, no matter what the uh, you know outcome is, and uh, they're a lot more focused, and you know we always talk about standards over feelings and. As a coach, you know, you got to be realistic on what the expectations are. And, you know, we always talk about, you know, since I'm the, I'm the office and line coach, I'm the head coach at office and line, and the biggest thing is just making sure that my, the players understand the overall message. And it all goes back to standard over feelings, and I think we're in a generation where, you know, at times, you know, people get sensitive, and we always talk about in the office and line room not being sensitive, and those guys done a tremendous job of that. And the only thing we can do is just learn from mistakes and move on and just keep working towards the goal. Continuing here with Coach Kwan, uh, we talked. It's been talked about a few times how this team is entering Week Nine without a bye week. Uh, that will thankfully be next weekend, November fifth. A state will finally be off. But I just, I, I can't imagine. I truly cannot imagine for what, what what that feels like. What your body has to feel like after nine straight weeks of football, not to mention preseason camp. If you are one of the big humans in the trenches. And you've got dudes leaning against you every single play. Cannot wrap my head around it. But that being said, I mean, this has been a really, really resilient group of offensive linemen. And uh, Coach Quan brags on his guys. Yeah, it's crazy you bring that up. I brought that up on, on Monday to the guys. And, you know, playing college offensive line, you know, it doesn't matter if you're hurt or banged up. Everybody in the country is going through this. And, you know, it's it's part of it, and the guys don't complain. Um, they're getting extra treatment, and we're providing them with more resources uh, to make sure they're fresh. But it's part of the game, and 
one of the young guys that, that just got here did them know the expectations and they were sore they were telling me they're tired but I told them it you know it doesn't matter because everybody's going through the same thing so like I said it, it all starts with with minor and even Makai Butler he's somebody that stepped up huge in a leadership role in McKeel and Thomas and those guys set the standard and, and those guys are banged up now and and they don't complain one bit I try to take them out of practice at times reps and they would not let me do that so Obviously, we're heading the right direction from the mindset and what, what, what we're expecting from those guys up front. One of those guys uh, that has been so key this season will continue to be so key, key this season and a couple coming up as well as he's going to be on this A-State roster for a little bit is uh, is Ethan Miner. Of course, the center is going to be the captain of, of any offensive line, and he is certainly doing a good job at that spot this year. And Coach Quan talks about not necessarily what he necess- not necessarily what he he adds from a play perspective, but how he stepped up as a leader this season as well. I think it's just the overall message and just the message that we have that Coach Jones has and I have and Coach Heckendorf have, and he's done a really good job of understanding the main message and also being able to deliver the message in the ways that the guys are going to respond. You know, Miner does a great job, and obviously, you know, I grade the heart centers really hard. And he takes a lot of, not heat, but a lot of negatives from a, from a standpoint of grading. But the, the great thing about the O-line group is they all understand the expectations I have for the center. So what ends up happening is the guys around them, they can't let, not only do they try to let me down, but they know they can't let the center down. So I think from that standpoint, obviously Ethan has a lot of respect in that room. And, you know, we need to continue improving. You know, Ethan's one of those guys that will stay here until 8 o'clock and ask more questions and, and ask, what can I do better? He wants to watch Jason Kelsey, and he wants to watch all these guys that are playing in the league. So he's hungry to be great. And, you know, like I said, it's the same thing that I keep challenging minors, being consistent uh, as a leader, no matter what the situation is. But it's also, at the same time, being consistent in your technique and your fundamentals. One more clip here from Coach Quan. Of course, had to ask him his thoughts on South Alabama and what A-State is going to have to do to, to go out and have some success tomorrow. Thing, it all comes down to our execution and what we want to do and I think it's always you know we, we have a tremendous pride playing at home you know the guys are excited and obviously it's on national TV they understand what the situation is but you know South Alabama is a very well coached football team um, I think their head coach Ken Womack does a great job with the defense and obviously I have a lot of guys that there are a lot of coaches that work at South Alabama guys that I work with at Alabama and they're tremendous football smart football coaches and you know but it's going to be a challenge for us and it's going to be a heavyweight fight and you know, they're going to throw punches and we're going to throw punches. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's, you know, who can get back up and do it again and again and again. And I know I said about the word consistent about 8,000 times with you today, but it's about being consistent uh, in what you do emotionally and really physically, mentally. Again, that was Arkansas State offensive line coach Andy Kwan uh, there in that audio. You'll hear that full interview uh, during the pregame coverage tomorrow on the Arkansas Ford Dealers Tailgate Show. You'll also hear from tight end Sadu Traore. Uh, chat with him as well, of course. Uh, in addition to that, you know, we're joined every week by A-State VCIA Jeff Purinton as well. So it's always a fun hour. So I hope you can always uh, make plans to join us a couple hours before kickoff for the Arkansas Ford Dealers Tailgate Show. It'll start up at 1 tomorrow. KavanaughCars.com question today. Of course, we're asking you what happens in Saturday's A-State game against South Alabama. A lot of you rolling with the Jaguars in this one, and a lot of you actually rolling with the Jaguars big. We'll look at those poll results coming up later on in the broadcast. But on Fridays, you know, prior to game days, one of the things that I always do is throw out a list of questions that I think will determine the outcome on Saturday. And I wanted to go ahead and, and throw those out and 
Although I'm, I'm tempted to just throw out one question and have it be, you know, who the heck is suiting up for a state. But as mentioned in the very first segment today, I am hoping for the best, but also mentally preparing for the worst and also previewing for the worst. So since we've heard that, that James Blackman has returned to practice, I'm going to preview the game like, like he's playing. But I haven't heard any updates on everybody else, so I'm going to mentally prepare like everybody else who missed time last week is still going to be out. Some of those guys will be back, but I am preparing as if they are not, just in case. Again, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. So my first question then is how quickly will the freshmen learn from their mistakes? You flash back to last week. There were 12 true freshmen along with eight redshirt freshmen that played a significant amount of minutes at Louisiana. Some of those guys we've seen several times. I mean, McKeelan Thomas has been out there all year. Dominic Zavada has been out there all year. But Jackson Daly, Derek Jenkins, Ahmad Robinson, those guys have not. I don't think this week's participation report is going to be quite as heavy on underclassmen as last week since, you know, we saw some of those guys play in in mop-up duty late. But some others are going to be absolutely counted on to do some heavy lifting. So can a potentially young cornerback group shrug off some of the coverage mistakes we saw last week? Can Deverick Jenkins build on some really good catches against Louisiana. Can the linemen hold their own against significantly more experienced opposition? That's already like four questions, but but it all goes back to that, that first question. How are these young players going to be able to fare? Question number two, I want to know if Arkansas State can keep the Jaguars from starting fast. Let's flash back to last year for a moment where, again, uh, Jalen Tolbert decided to do as much damage as humanly possible against Arkansas State football. He has moved on. But you look at that game last year, and it was just, it was it was such a disheartening start. I mean, A-State just got punched in the mouth early. South Alabama was up in that game 28 to nothing, with six and a half minutes left in the second quarter. 28-0, not even to the half. Now, A-State did not completely roll over and play dead as they did manage to get on the board before the half with a, an Allen Lamar 100-yard kickoff return. But A-State last year never was able to put an offensive touchdown on the board against the Jags in Mobile. And again, down 28 to nothing before they managed to, to find a spark. One of the things we heard from Craig Stevenson just a little bit ago when the AL.com beat writer joined us was that, once again, South Alabama is a team that has started strong. And interestingly enough, I, I don't know what kind of like magic words Kane Womack uses with his team, but this is a South Alabama team that just comes out of the locker room incredibly, incredibly charged up and ready to go. They've outscored their opponents 64-27 in the first quarter, and they have outscored their opponents 62-10 to in the third quarter. So Arkansas State's going to have to be able to handle – both a surge of momentum to start the game 
and whatever South Alabama's adjustments are at the half. Because that's where they have just really shown. And that's going to be tough. My third question, I want to know if Arkansas State can step it up in the red zone. South Alabama is great defensively, period. One of the reasons they haven't allowed a ton of points this year is because they're great defensively in the red zone. They rank 11th overall in red zone defense and also rank very very highly in, in red zone touchdown percentage from the opponent. A-State has done okay in terms of getting points on the board, period. But they're going to need to show a little bit of improvement on making sure those points are touchdowns tomorrow as opposed to field goals. Question number four, I want to know if this A-State offense can dink and dunk its way down the field. That's usually not necessarily a complimentary term. But A-State's going to have to do that. One big positive is that South Alabama is not a huge, um, they don't really necessarily have a big-time havoc defense in terms of sacks and tackles for loss. So there's, so, you know, in theory, A-State should not be spending all day Saturday behind the chains. But they do excel in limiting explosive plays. So this is going to have to be short passes, short gains, but consistent, consistent movement forward. Even if it's just four or five yards at a time, consistent is what A-State's going to have to be on offense tomorrow. Final question, how are these teams going to handle the rain? A-State hasn't played in a rain game since 2018 against UNLV. Reed Tyler, pretty sure the only guy that was <laughs> on the roster still back then. Unless, of course, uh, there's been a, one on the road that I'm overlooking. But that's, that's going to be something both teams, of course, are going to have to navigate on Saturday. Let's go to the Right Fiber Hotline, check in with David. How are you? Hey, Kara. I was listening to your guest, Mr. Wago, from South Alabama. Uh, did he say that we were the only team to single cover that receiver last year? He did. And, in fact... He didn't say necessarily last year. He said that, you know, just A-State in general put single coverage on Jalen Tolbert. So Jalen Tolbert went off on A-State in three separate seasons under three different defensive coordinators and two different head coaches. So what do you think the reasoning for that is? I have no idea because it does not make sense to me on paper. I mean, it just that was pretty eye-opening when he said that. I just thought... If everybody else can figure it out, why can't we? Wayside should have been able to figure it out. Even if it's one of those things where you have to see it to believe it, the very first time he played Arkansas State his sophomore season, he had four touchdowns. That should have been enough right there to never let that one guy beat you again. And instead he beat right. A-State two more seasons. Well, I know that people double-teamed our hot dog receivers that we've had the past three or four years. And uh, sometimes they overcame it, but... I was just really surprised to hear him say that. What are you predicting the crowd to be tomorrow? Uh, not great. <laughs> I, I don't want to call. Say it's on national TV. It is on national TV. This is an ESPNU broadcast tomorrow. Okay. Well, I I hate that it's going to be on TV because I I think the crowd's going to be be terrible. I just uh, it's it's. I mean, it's just, it's going to rain all day, I think, is, is what it sounds like. And it's it's hard to get people to come out in the rain. And it's it's hard to get people to come out in the rain and support a team that, that does not have as many wins as, as a lot of folks would like to see. Well, who is their top receiver this year? 
you know, I, I don't necessarily think they have that. They don't have that one stud like Jalen Tolbert. Instead, they've kind of got uh, a couple of guys to watch out for. The one that uh, Craig Stevenson was bragging on the most is a guy by the name of Colin Lacey. Uh, but he's he's not alone. They've got more of a they they don't have as good of a top wide receiver, but they might have just as good of a wide receiver core as they had in the past with Jalen Tolbert around. Is Reed Tyler a senior? He is. How many how many times has he been targeted this year? Well, he's targeted very little because he's more of a blocking tight end as opposed to, a, I mean, if you're going to be targeting a tight end, you're targeting Sadie Traore or um, right. or, or Emmanuel Stevenson. If he's out there, he's usually going to be blocking. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for the phone call, David. We're going to stay right here on the Right Fiber Hotline. Shout at D-Money. How are you? Oh, pretty good. So what you're saying tomorrow is you think a stake can slowly matriculate the ball down the field? That's probably going to have to be the game plan. We'll see if it comes to fruition, but uh, but this is not really a defense that allows a lot of explosives. Okay, well, let's do some taking on the granite. All right, let's do it. Over or under, 54.5 points scored. Huh, over. Will A-State intercept a pass, force a fumble, neither or both? Um, God, uh, I'll, go with, uh, I'll go with a fumble. Will either kicker make a field goal of 45 yards or more? Not tomorrow. Actually, you know what, D-Money? You're, you're, the, you're the guinea pig on these picks. Nobody else has done it yet. If I'm going to call an audible and change okay. that and because 45 is really long. With I, I kind of forgot about the rain. I'm going to put it at 40 yards or more, which is still long, long distance in the rain, but I am going to change it. Hmm. Well, they can drive. Yeah, I say somebody can somebody can hit a forty yard. Okay, okay, all right. Again, uh, I think forty doable. <laughs> thanks for working with me here. I was like, man, if I put that at forty five, there's not a single person that's going to say yes. Um, is A State's first offensive score going to be a rushing TD, passing TD, or a field goal? <laughs> I'm gonna go with the rushing. Is James Blackman's first pass going to be a completion or an incompletion? Well, but when you say completion, could it be completed to the other team? He's thrown one interception this year. Are you serious? I'm kidding. I'm just being goofy. <laughs> it'll be an, it'll be a completion. Look after after <laughs> after last week. I'm not I'm not entertaining other other quarterback <laughs> conversations. Okay. I'm, I'm just I'm just not I'm just not. Uh, D money, our tiebreaker is what it what it has been all season. Total yards of offense for A State. I'm gonna say two hundred and seventy three. Okay, sir, we got it. What else is on your mind today? Uh what what's the status with Wyatt Beagle? Is he is he just done for the year or where's his deal? What's going on with him? You know, he he had a, a, a knee thing at the beginning of the season. He was in a brace for a while, and so he missed several games. I feel like the first time I saw him in warm-ups this season was maybe week six against James Madison. I feel like maybe he was out on the field uh, doing some warm-ups. 
Uh, but I don't know, you know, necessarily if, if that was because he was kind of a, a break glass in case of emergency situation or if they actually felt like he was 100% and, and ready to go. So I'm yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I know in, in theory he's a wide receiver now, so that's one of the reasons we haven't seen him in that quarterback rotation. But he's, he's right. kind of – as this quarterback room continues to get more and more beat up, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if, you know, if there's a situation this week where one of your – top two guys can't go and the other one has a helmet pop off do you bring in beagle to have a handoff as opposed to burning the third game of of what could be jackson daly's redshirt season there's there's some interesting things going on there well my because that's one of the reasons i was asking yeah the other thing too is as well as he runs i wonder if they've contemplated the idea of of a wildcat formation package with him because he can throw the ball. I mean, to me, he would be a really good change of pace, especially if you you know you're wanting to or beat or beat up and you need a change of pace, especially in a wet weather game like that where you're probably going to have to beat the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. I, that's kind of was something I was always kind of wondering and thinking, hey, this could be a, a really good package for this kid. Yeah, that's an interesting question. And, and honestly, D-Money, that probably goes back to health a little bit as well. You know, how much, if, if he is having any lingering knee, anything, you know, how do you want to, how do you want to approach that? Um, yeah. So, again, good good question. And, and, and I don't know the answer when it comes to a lot of, uh, a lot of, injury statuses because that is not something that uh that they're very transparent on it just is what it is well i mean and they shouldn't be yeah. they shouldn't be transparent it's, about it i mean it's that, fair i mean I've, that's 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 well because then you're helping the other team game yeah. plan for you yeah i hate I, mean, that's, I hate it as a fan and as a you know radio person but i i i get it i get it absolutely but uh well i mean what, what, what happens in the world series this weekend I might watch two innings of it. Um, no, <laughs> uh, I, I keep going back and forth, honestly. One, because, again, I'm just not hugely in, invested in this. I'm pulling for Dusty Baker. I feel like the Astros are the better team, but the Phillies have been the underdog in every single series they've played, and it has not mattered, and they've just kept on keeping on. So I would I would honestly not be surprised either way, but uh, with so I don't necessarily have a good head pick for you, but heart pick I'm I'm pulling for Dusty. Well, they've got now uh, Verlander. He's on the bump tonight for Houston, isn't he? Yes, he is. Okay, I I can't I can't go against him in a in a World Series. That dude's been money in yeah. the World Series. I, I I like him a lot. I got to see him pitching uh, in person a couple of times, and he geez, he he's a big dude. God, love. He still throws the snot out the ball. Yeah, he has had. I mean, he's been great, great this year. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, hey, if Kate, if Kate Upton's, you know, the other half, I can understand why he's doing well. I mean, she's she's one hell of an incentive to go home to with a smile on your face. Sorry, I had to throw that in. D money. Thank you for the phone Crickets. call. I know. <laughs> Have a good day. Hey, you too. Hey, to be fair to D-Money, we are way overdue for a break. So we're going to jump into one of those. We'll be back here in a moment on the Workday Red Zone. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. 
Central Buick GMC is Central Satisfaction. What is Central Satisfaction? Making sure you get the best deal on your next vehicle and award-winning customer service after you buy. Central Buick GMC has new inventory arriving daily, but it's going quickly. Come in and reserve yours today. Central also has hundreds of pre-owned vehicles to choose from. And right now, you can get 0% financing for 36 months on select new vehicles at Central Buick GMC. 2907 East Parker Road and online at centralbuickgmc.com. See dealer for details. Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes. With tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane. At the corner of Caraway and Highland, next to Tommy's Car Wash. Or call 870-934-1907. At Mr. T's, they know foot Football games start way before kickoff, and that's why Mr. T's is your tailgate party headquarters this football season. Get 30 packs of Bud, Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light for just $20.95, and Bush and Bush Light 30 packs are just $19.69. Plus, Mr. T's has the largest selection of beers and wines from around the world, all at the best prices. So make the game-winning drive across those Kahlua-colored waters to Mr. T's at Riverside or Mr. T's Express in the Curve at Red Onion. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. Rolling Oaks Corn Maze is is now open in Jonesboro. Yeah, you don't have to drive an hour for family fun this fall. Rolling Oaks Corn Maze is a two-acre corn maze off County Road 730 near Sage Meadows. But there's so much more than that. Come enjoy all the fun on the farm at Rolling Oaks. Hay rides, fire pits, sunflowers, a pumpkin patch, along with a critter barn and hay bale maze, a toddler tent, kids' corn, and bounce houses for the kids. Plus, concessions are available, and all your family and friends can enjoy games like Frisbee, Cornhole, and Tug-of-War. And you never know when the next Bigfoot Carl sighting might be. Find out more at rollingoaksfarms.com. That's rollingoaksfarms.com and search for Rolling Oaks Farms Corn Maze on Facebook. Rolling Oaks Farms Corn Maze. Open Thursday 1 to 7, Friday 2 to 10, Saturday 10 to 10, and Sunday 1 to 6. Now through October the 30th. And they also book groups, parties, and field trips. The perfect place for family fun this fall is Rolling Oaks Farms Corn Maze near Sage Meadows at 685 County Road 730. Send your Morticia a dozen beautifully spooky Halloween roses this week from Posey Peddler and we'll include a free large size spooky candle and check out Posey Peddler's Bonehead series with bestseller specialty skulls filled with gorgeous bright blooms. Send a bonehead and we'll include a free spooky candle with that too. Prices have fallen on our pumpkin scents, candles, and doormats so don't miss out. It's buy one get one free this week at Posey Peddler. And remember all Halloween orders over $100 get a free spooky candle. Posey Peddler at 135 Southwest Drive in Jonesboro and online at PoseyPeddler.com It's not October, it's truck at Kavanaugh Ford, where you can save thousands on every new truck on the lot. Like up to $3,000 off all new 2022 Ford F-150s in stock. Or let us treat you by tricking out your truck with a $3,000 Trucktober outfit. Plus, every certified pre-owned for just gets you the Kavanaugh Ford Blue Advantage. That's bumper to bumper and powertrain warranties, 24-7 roadside assistance, and multi-point inspection. See our entire inventory at KavanaughFord.com. So don't let Trucktober pass you by. We're giving you top dollar for your trade and the only dealership discounting new vehicles. Like up to $3,000 off all new 2022 Ford F-150s in stock. Plus, every certified pre-owned purchase gets you the Kavanaugh Ford Blue Advantage. That's bumper-to-bumper powertrain warranties, 24-7 roadside assistance, and multi-point inspection. Going on now during Trucktober at Kavanaugh Ford on Highland and Jonesboro or KavanaughFord.com. See different details. Resetting your password unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. 
Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Clark Property Insurance, the easy, trusted way to buy insurance in Jonesboro. Go to clarkins.net or call us at 931-7100. Freshen up your home for fall with big savings at Gamble Home Furnishings. Gamble's showrooms are overflowing with inventory ready to take home today from brands you love. Lazy Boy, Swank, Bassett, Simmons Black, and more. Freshen up your living room, dining room, and bedroom and save big. For every $1,000 you spend, get $100 off. Plus, both deals on all in-stock art. Shop the Fresh for Fall sale now at Gamble Home in the Farfield Curve and on Highland and Jonesboro. Gamble Home. Shop local. Give local. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. We've got the Right Fiber Hotline open. At 9303776. Right Fiber is an internet provider different in all of the right ways. No contracts, no hidden fees. Plus, you get unlimited data. So you can check and see if it is available for your neighborhood at rightfiber.com. Let's head to the phones. Miss Lisa, how are you today? Yeah. Well, I'm good. I want to do my pit. All right. Let's get to it. A state in South Alabama, over or under. 54 and a half points. I'll say over. Okay. Is a state going to intercept a pass, force a fumble, neither or both? Neither. Okay. Is either kicker going to make a field goal of 40 yards or more? Yes. All right. Is A-State's first offensive score going to be a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown, or a field goal? Let's say a field goal. Okay. And is James Blackman going to complete his first pass or no? Well, is he playing tomorrow? (laughs) He should be. Everything I've heard says yes. So if if by some chance there's another week where he's not, we'll just wipe this question off the board and it won't it will be a best of four instead of a best of five. Okay. Well give me the question again. Will James Blackman's first pass be a completion or no? I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Our tiebreaker, Miss Lisa, is what we've been doing all season. Total yards of offense for A State. 277. All right. We got it. Okay. Thank y'all. Thanks, Miss Lisa. Have a good weekend. She leaves the phone lines open at 9303776. We've got those picks for you. Of course, if you can't uh, or don't have time to get in on the phones today, the picks will be up on Facebook later, facebook.com slash the ticket radio. Of course, our KavanaughCars.com question, we're asking you, what's going to happen tomorrow between A-State and South Alabama? Let's look at the poll real quick before we go to a break. And uh, this win is going pretty heavily in the Jaguars' direction. As uh, just 25% of you right now picked the Red Wolves to win. In fact, uh, the leading vote-getter is the Jaguars, not just to win, but to win and cover the 10 points. Uh, 59% of you have voted uh in, in that direction. Jags not just to win, but to win big. 
And uh, five and two, they put together a good season. They've actually won three in a row in this series. But again, all three of those <laughs> most recent wins were powered by a guy by the name of Jalen Tolbert. He is now, thank the Lord, on the Dallas Cowboys roster. So we are not going to be seeing him in Jonesboro tomorrow. Now, they're not all of a sudden, it's, uh, it's not a bunch of slouches that they've got there in the receiving core. They've got a lot of talent. But I personally, I selfishly, I'm very, very glad that we are never going to see Jalen Tolbert on a Sunbelt football field ever again. Unless he's getting honored for something at the half. Uh, certainly not out there catching passes, and I am I am more than okay with that. Uh, let's go ahead and step aside for another break. Phone lines will be open at 9303776. During the break, we'll be back right after this here on The Ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. If you're a mechanic or mechanically inclined with the willingness to learn, Harris Ford in Newport would like to talk to you. For years, Harris Ford has been known to train and employ some of the best service technicians in America, and we're now looking for new applicants. So whether you're a seasoned professional or mechanically inclined with a good attitude and willing to learn, Harris Ford is offering competitive pay and benefit packages. So don't delay and contact Gerald today at Harris Ford, 523-5559, 523-5559. Halloween is just around the corner, so make American-made General Store your ultimate candy stop. The name says it all. Everything you see in our store is manufactured in America, including our candy. Come in today and get your new shipment of gummy eyeballs, gummy body parts, juju pumpkins, and chocolate-covered Halloween pretzels. American-made General carries over 5,000 American-made products from almost every state. Come shop one of our locations in Pocahontas, Brooklyn, Rogersville, and Conway for your next trick-or-treat. Play it against sports wants to pay you money. <laughs> Now that I have your attention. Play it Again Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Play it Again Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf, you name it. Play it Again Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go buy Play it Again Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Craighead Electric Cooperative. You know us for the power we deliver. Electricity connecting 31,000 members in eight counties covering over 2,100 square miles. Our cooperative family is committed to safely harnessing, directing, and connecting all of our members across Northeast Arkansas with reliable power that connects us all to the future ahead. Craighead Electric Cooperative and Empowered by Craighead Electric. It's what we do every day. Attention members and guests. The most unique restaurant entertainment place has finally opened at Hilltop. I repeat, finally. And what makes it so unique? The menu. Smoked salmon salad. Sandwiches like the Dan's Delight Monte Cristo. The Social Smash Burger. And the Jalapeno Popper Grilled Cheese. Appetizers like the Duck Calls. The Bacon Clothesline. And Pig Skins. Or the Social Platter. A sausage plate with a twist. Homemade pimento cheese. Tacos, quesadillas, and cheap pan nachos or really get down with the house smoked double bone pork chop or the juicy social ribeye are you hungry yet and when you're done go in the back and bowl on one of the automatic scorekeeper regulation lanes or experience hyper bowling an experience you'll not find anywhere else in the natural state come on and get social at the social at hilltop in jonesboro 
That's 1004 Chancery Lane, and you can call them up today, 870-336-1134. The best time of year for Arkansas hunters is now, and the best hunters start at the Camo Shop. The Camo Shop will outfit you in your pattern and style. Rivers West, banded in Arkansas-based habits. Great quality at a great price at the Camo Shop. And the Camo Shop has a huge selection of youth clothing that has just arrived. Your hunting season starts at the Camo Shop with feed, feeders, and game cameras. And they're now carrying rack tracks. Check them out on Facebook for new gear and deals. The Camo Shop at Lawson and Highway 1 South in Jonesboro. Save big at Central Nissan in Jonesboro, where it's Christmas in October all month long. The Central Nissan lots are loaded with new and pre-owned vehicles with more inventory arriving weekly. Receive a $500 gift card with every vehicle purchase, new and pre-owned. Get the best deal on your next vehicle and award-winning customer service after your purchase. Central Nissan is Central Satisfaction at the corner of Parker and Stadium in Jonesboro and online at centralnissan.net. It's Christmas in October all month long at Central Nissan. Bump it up at First National Bank. Now offering two CD specials with competitive interest and a one-time bump during the original term of the CD with no penalty. That means if you sign up and the rate goes up, you can bump it up. A 16-month CD at 2.51% annual percentage yield or a 26-month CD at 3.01% APY. Visit fnbank.net slash specials to lock in your rate today. Offer valid as of 9-28-2022. Penalty for early withdrawal. $1,000 minimum opening balance to open. Rates subject to change. Member FDIC equal housing lender. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Hey, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It's been so much going on today that we've hardly had a chance to really look around at everything else going on this weekend. And Sorry, not sorry for that. Love it when you guys keep the phone lines busy on a Friday. 930-3776 is the number on the Riot Fiber hotline. Of course, KavanaughCars.com question. We're asking for your bold prediction on what is going to happen tomorrow between A-State and South Alabama. That's brought to you by KavanaughCars.com. If uh, you are in the need for a new ride and you are not wanting to get out tomorrow on Car Shop when it is unfortunately probably going to be monsooning outside, I do want to remind you that you can start that search for your vehicle at KavanaughCars.com. They've got every single vehicle under the Kavanaugh umbrella there for you at KavanaughCars.com. So it's not just what they have on the lot at Kavanaugh Kia or at Kavanaugh Hyundai or at Kavanaugh Ford. It is every single dealership under the Kavanaugh umbrella, every single vehicle that they currently have, whether it is new or pre-owned. And you can sort through all of it and find your perfect ride at KavanaughCars.com. I hope everybody got to watch the Sunbelt game last night. I know I had an absolute blast in keeping tabs on that one because I, look, I love offense. I've said this before. I am not down to watch three hours of a 10 to 6 defensive struggle. Although I should have. I'd probably be, be able to do a better job of previewing South Alabama if I watched that game the Wednesday before last, but I did not. I did, however, watch pretty much every single blessed minute last night of Louisiana and Southern Miss. Because that game was nuts. That game was absolutely nuts. Was it a good game in terms of fundamentals and uh, being well played and well executed? No, probably not. But that's not what I'm trying to watch college football for. I want to see, maybe not a disaster, but some goofy things happen along the way and that certainly certainly did not happen I think maybe there was about uh, 10 minutes into that game and we had already saw two safeties two interceptions a forced fumble a turnover on downs and a 52 yard touchdown pass thrown by a running back 
There was also a quarterback that threw a pick, ended up running a defensive back down from behind and forcing a fumble. It was just uh, a a never-ending display of entertainment. Ultimately, though, Southern Miss won that one 39-24. So, uh, with all of the different twists and turns going on this season in the Sun Belt, it's really hard to say, oh, this team is still in the thick of it for a conference title or this team is out of it. But it's going to be really hard for the Cajuns to come back from those three losses and come out on top of the West Division. They were the preseason pick, of course, there in the West. But now having lost to Southern Miss and South and ULM, that's going to be a tough test for them. So for the first time in the conference championship game era, we should see somebody other than Louisiana representing the West in that game. Now, don't ask me who it's going to be. I'm not that brave. Southern Miss all of a sudden has been playing some pretty decent football since that fourth quarter comeback against Arkansas State. Louisiana is wildly inconsistent. Troy is the hottest team right now in the league. South, maybe the most fundamentally sound. And, of course, there's still several good teams in the East as well. Uh, One of those teams that bounced back really well last week was App State, who just throttled Georgia State in the second half. But they're going to win by a million tomorrow because they play FCS Robert Morris, who, by the way, is 0-7. So I don't know what the – I don't know how much App is favored by in that game. Probably like 50 points. They'll probably win by more. The other games on the slate that might be a little bit more competitive, uh, you've got ODU at Georgia State. Old Dominion was actually the last team left standing without a conference loss, but they lost last week to Georgia Southern. In a close one. Georgia State has not had the season that I thought they were capable of. But they can certainly close strong and kind of flip the script on that one. They're favored at home. This one's in Atlanta. Georgia State by four. A lot more interested in the other East battle. Which is Coastal at Marshall. That's going to be at six o'clock tomorrow on the NFL Network. Marshall's favored by two and a half. Of course, they're coming off that big win. Against James Madison. Where last week without their starting quarterback, Todd Centeno. James Madison just could not get... It's offense going. Meanwhile, Marshall has a great defense. And I'm really interested to see how they're going to handle Grayson McCall of Coastal Carolina. Because, of course, they uh, they lost last time out as well. And, in fact, that was a, a game there in Conway where Grayson McCall just absolutely went off. He had a phenomenal, phenomenal performance. And they still lost by four touchdowns because they don't have a defense. So, Marshall... Doesn't have an offense. <laughs> uh, Coastal doesn't have a defense. On the flip side, Coastal does have a great offense. Marshall has a great defense. So this is just a really uh, long-winded way to say I have no idea what these finals are going to look like in the Sun Belt tomorrow, but it's been really fun to follow along with this league and uh, just kind of observe what has gone on from week to week around the conference. Uh, We've got one more break to take. We'll take it. There are a million things going on this weekend that we haven't even touched on. We're just going to throw everything at the wall at you before we get out of here and wrap it up. But keep it here with us on The Ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on The Ticket Radio Network.
It's time for the Once Upon a Child's Cutest Trick or Treater Photo Contest. Brought to you by the Ticket Radio Network. Enter pictures of your little ghost and goblins in their Halloween costumes for a chance to win great prizes from Once Upon a Child, with a grand prize being a $100 Once Upon a Child gift card, plus a golden ticket to be first in line for their Black Friday event. Enter your child's photo in the Once Upon a Child's Cutest Trick or Treater Photo Contest at 953theticket.com or our Ticket Facebook page through midnight Tuesday, November the 1st. Brought to you by the Ticket Radio Network. Prices are falling at Car Today. And now is the time to get the best savings on late model, low mileage cars, trucks, and SUVs. Because at Car Today, we say yes. No credit, bad credit, or bankruptcy. No problem. We will get you approved. Because we know bad things can happen to good people. And all of our vehicles come with our peace of mind package included. We offer free warranty, free oil changes, debt protection, sales tax financed available, and satisfaction guaranteed. Plus, when 10 people you refer buy a vehicle from us, we will pay off yours. Get to Car Today, where we say yes. On Stadium in Jonesboro or NEACarToday.com. State football and the Social Jonesboro are the perfect winning combination for game day. The Social has an amazing, delicious, fantastic, and tasty menu that goes perfect for pre- or post-game. Plus, the official Red Wolves away game watch party takes place at the Social. What we're saying is, it does not get any better than the Social on Red Wolves game day. The name says it all. Get Social at the Social and get ready to howl with fellow A-State Red Wolves fans on every game day. The Social at Greensboro Village in Jonesboro. Folding a fitted sheet, programming the thermostat, matching your socks. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your home doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like finding that missing sock. That's simple human sense. Clark Property Insurance, the easy, trusted way to buy insurance in Jonesboro. Go to clarkins.net or call us at 931-7100. The cost of nearly everything is rising, including the cost of borrowing money. At Farmers and Merchants Bank, we recommend a strong borrowing strategy as a vital part of every good business plan. Our loan experts can guide you through a great lending strategy to maintain and grow your business before rates rise again. Find the lender to meet your needs on our website, mebanking.com. Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Hey, John G. for George Kell Motors in Newport. It's important to know people you can trust. Sure, there's a lot of places you can buy a vehicle, but there's just a few hometown dealerships left with honest local people that will be there for you when you need them the most. George Kell Motors is one of those dealerships. We've been helping our neighbors drive dependable vehicles and save money year after year. We're hardworking folks helping hardworking folks. George Kell Motors off Highway 67, exit 85 in Newport. George Kell Motors and GMC, we are professional grade. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. When I'm governor, we will educate kids, not indoctrinate them with the left's agenda. We will empower parents, not bureaucrats. And we will prepare students for the workforce, not government dependency. I believe every kid growing up in this state should have access to a quality education, a good job, and a better life right here in Arkansas. 
Sarah Huckabee Sanders will fight back against Biden and the radical left's agenda. Inflation is a pay cut for every Arkansan, and Biden's policies are only making it worse. As governor, I'll begin phasing out the state income tax to give you a pay raise and unleash bold reforms to make Arkansas one of the best places to start and grow a business, creating thousands of new high-paying jobs. Fighting back against the radical left, empowering Arkansans, Sarah Huckabee Sanders for governor. Paid for by Sarah for governor. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. It is the home stretch for us here on the Workday Red Zone. Still a couple minutes to get in on the Riot Fiber Hotline, but uh, more or less last call here on the phones. 9303-776 is the number. Spent a lot of time today talking A-State and South Allen. Of course, our KavanaughCars.com question, what is going to happen in that game? Here before we uh, before the music hits, we'll circle back around to that question and check on our poll one last time. Of course, it is going to be a busy, 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 busy sports weekend. And I want to make note of, of what we've got coming up this weekend on the EAB family of stations, particularly here on the ticket, because I am fired up that all day tomorrow – We are going to have high school volleyball championship coverage for you. We're actually going to be bringing you all of the games that are on the slate for those finals that are going to be going on tomorrow. And uh, the very first game gets underway at 1045. Of course, I'm I'm particularly hyped about uh, the ones that are going to be taking place that involve some NEA teams. So I want to say uh, a big uh, go Bearcats, go Blazers tomorrow as uh, we'll be bringing you coverage of those games. And uh, it's going to be Brooklyn that is on the slate first as they're going to be taking on Shiloh Christian for the 4A title at 3 o'clock. And then Valley Valley View is going to be battling Benton for the 5A championship at 5. Again, all the games here, but those are are ones that I personally uh, have circled looking ahead to tomorrow. Now, that's here on the ticket. You look elsewhere on the EAB family of stations. And, of course, we've got all kinds of high school football coverage for you tonight. JHS is going to be here on the ticket. Nettleton, uh, some some dueling broadcast is what we're going to have going on with Nettleton playing at Valley View. You can hear the Blazer broadcast on KBTM, the Nettleton broadcast on Bob FM, and, of course, uh, over on KISS FM, KIYS. I can't even say the call letters right. Goodness gracious. Uh, it'll be Brooklyn football, and when that is all said and done, make sure you have it back here on the ticket for Friday Night Lights, the scoreboard show where they go over all the action from all of the games. A-State football is going to be on 107.9 K-Fine tomorrow. Pre-game coverage starts at 1, kickoff at 3. Do not forget to stick around for Wolf House. I'm going to have a special co-host tomorrow night. It's going to be Jacob Still, and I cannot wait for the knowledge that he's going to drop on us throughout that show. And then to wrap up our coverage of uh, sports over the weekend. Bears at Cowboys coming your way Sunday here on The Ticket. Of course, not to look too far ahead in the future, but, you know, Grizzlies coming up next week. They had a good one last night. Hey, I said I was not going to stay up for the end of it, and and I'm not going to lie and tell you that I did, but it's the first thing I checked this morning was the score there for Grizzlies at Sacramento, and, of course, they came away with another win. I think the thing that has has stood out to me so far this season is is certainly not Jaws play because, goodness gracious, everybody knew he was going to be great. But you continue to get in that game another very good outing from from Desmond Bain, another crazy good shooting night uh, from Desmond Bain as he finished that guy that game, excuse me, with 31 points and he was six of eight for three. 
But then also, you know, one of the things that, that stands out in the box score is you had a really good game from Jake LaRavia. And kind of wonder which one of these young Grizzlies players is going to step up and, and make sure that they are in the rotation, especially with some of these other Grizzlies players hampered. And we saw LaRavia do that uh, last night, particularly on the glass, where he ended up with, with nine rebounds and then had 13 points to go along with it. So Grizzlies, 125-110 over Sacramento last night to improve to four and one. Uh, the biggest news nationally is that Tom and Giselle are getting a divorce. You can find that news anywhere and everywhere. Uh, Brady got beat last night. Uh, the Bucks are not looking good. Of course, that division is terrible, so they're not out of the playoffs yet. But that was you do you, Tom Brady. Uh, other news coming up tonight, of course, it's going to be game one of the World Series as the Phillies and the Astros going to be battling at 7.03 on Fox. And I just I want to count out the Phillies because I want Dusty Baker to get a ring. But again, they've been an underdog in every single series so far, and they've been able to make it through just fine. And I'm kind of interested in this pitching matchup. I guess I just assumed that because he is a excellent, excellent pitcher and has been for his entire career, that Justin Verlander just cruised through the postseason. But he is actually terrible in the World Series. He's 0-6 in his career in World Series starts, and his ERA is 5.68. So that's who the Phillies are going to be trying to tee off against tonight. Now, he's had a great, great 2022. But, I mean, he's been great through most of his career and has still struggled in, in the postseason. So, TBD. On, on how that works out. Man, I guess I didn't realize how good he had been this season. I haven't spent a lot of time looking at his numbers or AL West numbers in general, but goodness gracious, a 1.75 ERA gets your attention quickly. <laughs> so a uh, 7.03 tonight is when that one gets underway. Interesting week coming up in college football. In fact, uh, about a quarter, right at a quarter, of all the teams across co college football are going to be on by this week. So it is a little bit of a thinner slate than perhaps we're used to as fans but it should still be a fairly good one you know we saw two top 25 teams in action last night and those two games got decided by a whopping five points combined so if that's going to be the kind of tone that we're going to have ahead for this college football weekend it should be a really really great one uh, the slate gets underway tomorrow 11 a.m with a really good top 25 matchup between ohio state and penn state now on paper everything says that that should lean heavily Ohio State's way. But it is there in Happy Valley. So, you never know. Uh, that's probably yeah, that's probably the biggest game of the day. Got Oklahoma State and Kansas State playing later in Manhattan. Got a couple other uh, top 25 matchups. You know, Kentucky's going to try and slow down what uh, is all of a sudden became an unstoppable orange machine there in Tennessee. In year two under Josh Heupel. That, that escalated quickly in terms of what Tennessee has accomplished this year. And I guess uh, I guess that's it. Three games tomorrow amongst top 25 opponents. Top 25 versus top 25. You have, of course, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party going on tomorrow, which I don't think they call it that because they have to be politically correct, but the rest of us are going to continue to call it that forever. But uh, Florida, Georgia playing at 2.30. They're in Jacksonville. 
And uh, that's all the time we got. Too much going on this weekend for us to cover it all. But uh, but that's okay. Again, we're going to have an action-packed weekend of all kinds of sports. High school, college, and pro. This weekend on the ticket and across the EAB family of stations. So we hope you can tune in for it as much as possible. Thank you, though, to everybody who spent time with us this week. Listening, calling, texting, tweeting. We appreciate it. All of you. Keep it here. Dan Patrick is on the way next, followed by The Drive with Kate Carlton at 3 o'clock. Have it here Monday morning for the Front Row with Budro at 7. RWRC Radio with JC will come your way at 10. And the Workday Red Zone will return Monday at noon. So for Ryan, I'm Kara. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Cannot wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great weekend.